Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I so appreciate you. I'm so glad to be able to get to spend time with you together here on the radio, on the podcast, on my website, wherever you might be listening. I'm grateful to get to spend time with you because I really appreciate who you are and how you show up in the world. And to be able to be allowed to be just the smallest part even of that, it's such an honor, it's such a privilege to be allowed to live in that point and to be someone who has the privilege of giving you something, pouring into your life, being something to you, hopefully a voice, possibly the wind blowing into your life and giving you calm, refreshing breezes. Because that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about your life. Yep, life. That's what our topic for today is, is life. You know, we all go through day by day. I heard it once said, days are long, but life is short. And that's so true. You know, you look back at all the years of your life. I remember as a child feeling so propelled towards the future. And you just want to rush to yeah, whatever that is. You know, if you're in elementary school, it's junior high. And then when you're in junior high, it's in high school. And then, you know, when you're in high school, it's college. And then, you know, marriage and family. And then, you know, the kids growing up and moving out so that you don't have all the kids. Yeah, I mean, just all of the stages of life. Life is just one of those things that that is. And it happens. And it's it's good for us. It serves us. But it's also filled with the mystery of every day. And a lot of times, life isn't, at that present moment, exactly what we expected. Sometimes it's so much better, and other times it's a little bit worse. And we have to learn how to be able to take today, maximize today, there are so many things from our past. And one of the things that we can do, and I'm learning this even this minute as we're talking, I'm still learning this process. And that's how to be able to have the past be something that can be points of joy in your past. Now, I know all of us have had things that, um, you know, that are places where we missed it, places where other people missed it in our life. I do know and believe that you truly can move to a place where you can release all of that and let it truly be the past. I also know that, you know, the truth of the matter is, is you may need to uh, claim that literally every day. Um, eventually you get to the place with a particular incident where you don't have to release it from you. And then there are other incidences that, you know, because they're new and they're fresh, you have to, you know, you have to really release them over and over and over again through your day. And that's okay. Because whether it's one second ago or one minute ago or one year ago or a whole lifetime ago, that something happened, the past is now the past, and the now is what we have to live our life. Because that's what we're here to talk about, is life. And I, and I love all three of the authors that I've got, because they're both giving some, you know, some tips on things that you can do, but they're also just, the books are more than anything, just celebrating their life, celebrating who they are now, and the things that they've been through from a child all the way through to the age that they now are. And, um, you know, that's what's so cool about a book is you can take a moment from your past 
and you can look at it and you can mourn it if you need to but then you can also let it go you can share with people so that they too can glean from what you've been through wisdom and understanding and things that they can grow that maybe then they won't have to go through it you see all of our lives have so much purpose and life is so big and so powerful we're not just a rock laying there inanimate we are a person and we have life and all of our lives are meant for good even though I know a lot of times it isn't that way and all of our lives are here to help other people there's an old saying that says you know everybody's good for something some people are an example of what to do and others are an example of what not to do and that's kinda true and I know you you guys are awesome and you're making such an impactful difference in this world with your life with this one life that you've got to live it fully and completely to celebrate the moments of your life and be the best you you can be today I love these authors that I've got. Each of their perspectives and the thing from their life that they're writing about is so varied and different. It's not three books about the same thing, and yet it is, because they're all about celebrating a moment in our lives, in the writer's life. And that's so powerful. And I want you to be able to look at your life, both the goods and the bads that are happening now, and be able to celebrate the you that is you right now. To be the most powerful version of you that you can possibly be right now in the today that is today. So that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. You can thrive in everything that you do in your life, in your business, in your home, in your family, in everything that has to do with your life. I've got three amazing authors that I'm so excited to be able to share with you so that they can share moments from their life and you can celebrate with them and you can begin to think of some of the coolest parts of your life too. And you can release the pains and the trauma and bring in the joy and the celebration of life. I hope you will as we all thrive together and grow together and become the best version of ourselves that we can be while it's called today. We are thriving entrepreneurs, living life. And with that, without further ado, let's jump right in to our first guest. Join me in welcoming Tanya Jones. Hey, Tanya, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am good, thanks. So your book, so exciting. It's called My First Day of School. But first, tell us just a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, um, I started writing when I was 14 years old. Since then, I have written a novel, uh, a romance novel, adult romance novel. And then uh, this children's story that we're discussing today, I wrote when I was in the eighth grade. And um, I'm just now getting a chance to publish it. But um, basically, my background, uh, I'm, journalism is my major and, uh, well, was my graduate uh, degree. And um, my goal is to educate children and make everyone feel inclusive in the world, even people who have handicaps, who, you know, have slow learning uh, abilities, and who just don't really feel like they fit in. Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't understand that uh, everyone feels like they want to be included, but then everyone wants to be individualized. So um, just wanted to bring something together to so that the kids can feel like no matter what they're going through, whatever their experience is in life, everyone shares the same fears and the same goals. And again, you know, my first day of school, it starts off with, I still remember my first day of school. <laughs> do you still remember your first day of school? I do. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty much a, a description of what I wrote in the book, but yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I don't know that I remember my first day of school. I remember my youngest son's first day of school. That oh, was wow. very traumatic for me because then I, you know, had no one at home, but um, that's a whole <laughs> different story. <laughs> that's a whole different book. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So what kind of things do we learn in my first day of school? Uh, we learn everything from just the basics of step-by-step um, step what usually occurs in the classroom, uh, that other kids will uh, pick at you and misbehave, but, you know, the, the solution is just to keep your focus and uh, get the lesson that you came to get and uh, go home and continue your life. Um, a lot of kids think that when they start school, that's their whole entire world. But, you know, in the book, it, it also shows you go here, you do this for these many hours, and then you go home and you continue your life. So nothing's really going to change drastically, just a little lesson involved in having to deal with some some bully kids. <laughs> that's about it. And the mom character, at least at the beginning of the book, is pretty integral to uh, that I really loved the way you handled that mom character. Thank you. <laughs> now, is that based off of your mom too? It is, yeah. Uh, being a girl born and raised on a farm, um, you really didn't leave your land for much of anything because you have everything you need, you know, food and animals. And um, it's very scary to leave um, to start school and then to commit to that daily on a daily routine. Um, yeah, to get out of your normal surroundings for any kid, I, I'm sure, whether they're on a farm or in the city, I'm sure it's a, a big thing. So. so we get to school, we start meeting all of these new people, um, and it's filled with cool experiences and really scary ones, too. Yes. Um what, and this is totally not a fair question, but what's kind of your favorite part of the book? My favorite part was reading time. <laughs> As you see, being a writer, I like to read. And um, in school, they would call it dear when I was in school, drop everything and read. And um, that was more of a calming time for the kids that wanted to go take a nap. They could do that during reading time because usually nap time was right after. So my favorite part was reading time when everyone calmed down and, you know, um, everything just got a little more leveled out. It's really cool, you know, because some kids are just into books, like from the first time they see a book, it's like the book becomes their best friend. And other kids, you know, they kind of go kicking and screaming into the reading world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously you must have been one of those kids that just loved books from you know, from day one. I did, because as I said, uh, being born and raised in the country, you really don't have a lot to do. You can go outside and play with the animals, but that's about it. And you're usually five to 10 acres away from the next house. So um, reading became my best friend. Did you have, um, you know, whether it's your very first book or that book that you really remember, you know, that book that you just carry around until it disintegrates kind of. Did you have that book for you? Um, well, it depends on what age. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking that early first book. Early first book. Um, I'm trying to think what that would have been. Um, oh, I remember the Bernstein Bears. They that that entire episode or of, of or, or um, volume series that every one of them I loved love them. Did you get the, well, you don't have kids yet, so you, you don't have kids, do you? I do. She's growing. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I have a 26-year-old, well, 25-year-old. Did you get a chance to share that book with her when she was little? Um, the, the one that I have now or the Bernstein Bears? The, the Bernstein Bears. Every last one of them every last they were my favorite to read to her mm -hmm. she loved them and another reason too I, I like dr seuss everybody likes dr seuss but i'm big on jingles i love children's stories that rhyme because i think that it um allows the the child to tap into their imagination and wonder what word will she match with this one and where is this going ahead of time so i'm a big jingles fan <laughs> And the book does such a great job of this, you know, when I was looking at categories and writing the description and that kind of thing, um, I was struck with the concept of 
you know, it is an early reader. It is very easy to read. It's got pictures in it. So, you know, even a non-reader or, you know, we call them early readers these days, but, you know, the ones that don't really know how to read <laughs> um, all the way up to, you know, you're probably even into second and third grade. It can still be a book that really could appeal to a person. Yeah. And I'm hoping that outside of the age group for going for first uh, school, first time schoolers, I'm hoping that people will really read it, not just for that purpose, but also for the purpose of um, learning to write in rhymes, because um, I think that, you know, that can open up people, children to a whole different world of marketing. Um, they may find that they're truly a very good writer. And they could uh, do jingles and commercials and things like that. But, and you know, without being introduced to it, you wouldn't know that um, that's something that you could do. So. Absolutely. So what is your hope for the book? I mean, let's dream big for a minute. What would you like to see happen with the book? I would like to see a volume series, um, Betty Sue Adventures. Um, the, the main character in the book, her name is Betty Sue. And the next book that I will be publishing is uh, How Betty Sue Learned to Tie Her Shoe. <laughs> so, um, and then after that, summer is better than winter. Um, but I, I'll make sure that I explain the things that are great about winter. It's just summer is my best season. Um, so ideally, I would like to have a volume series of different adventures uh, that Betty Sue experiences um, just learning about the world and growing and uh, overcoming her fears. Um, another thing also in the book, um, I will have people of di different nationalities, of different uh, disabilities, and um, I plan to make them the main character in each book. Of course, Betty Sue being the main character, but then she'll, um, you know, focus on other characters as well. Uh, because I want it, it's more of a, a volume series for inclusiveness, for making everyone feel like they belong in some type of way in this world. Because I find children, um, they feel like if they're not the most popular kid, then they mean nothing. And that's not necessarily the case. I love it. I look forward to it so much. It's so much fun to watch the story develop. Um, and then see the words come into picture. I know we've had a lot of fun working on it and I oh, yeah. have been so honored to be a part of it. So let's talk for a minute to the moms because, you know, let's face it, mom's going to be the one buying the book, not the little kid usually. Um, what can you as a mom, uh, you know, know that you're getting to your child with this book? Well, um, you're giving them an experience. Um, knowledge and as to how to handle certain uh, things that you'll encounter on your first day of school, the experience of not only how to handle it, but also how to relay it to other people. When they say, hey, how was school for you? Well, we did this, we did that. And the reason why we did it was because. Um, so it's just really to ease fears, ease anxiety. I think children have a lot of fears and anxiety that uh, you, they, they constantly have to overcome. So it's more of a, um, a softening uh, to help them enter into the world of becoming independent outside of their household and, and their parents. Mm, I love that. And the book is available on Amazon today. In fact, let me, um, I mean, it'll be available on Amazon always, but it's <laughs> available for free on Amazon today. So I'm going to put that link in here. Uh, what are some other things you'd like to say to us about your book? Um, that's about it. Um, if you have any ideas that you would like for your child to learn about and uh, think that uh, I would be a great person to put it in a nice way to, 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 to relay that information, then feel free to go onto my website at tanyalachey.com and uh, go on to the um, link where you can suggest a question or join our mailing list or even send me an email or message and give me any ideas that you would like to see written in a book. Um, I'm very diverse. I write anything, like I said, from romance novels to children's stories, and I'm also working on an herbal cookbook right now. So I can talk about 
different things, but if you find that there's a subject that uh, is imperative for the kids to know about and that you would like for your child to learn, feel free to um, suggest and also maybe even tag their name and I could use them as a character and you could tell them, sweetie, look, she wrote about you. <laughs> so I'm open for that. Um, feel free to um, go onto the site again, tanyalachey.com. And spell uh, Lachey for us just so that we know. Uh, first uh, name Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A, Lachey, L-A-C-H-E-Y.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, Tanya, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a great moment in life. That first day of school. Do you remember it? I was talking to Tanya about it on the thing. I don't remember my first day of school, but I definitely remember my youngest son, Alex's first day of school. I remember how traumatic it was for me. Um, but I also remember how proud of all of my kids I am. And it's such a fun book, and I do hope that you will grab it and enjoy it just as much as I did all the time while we were putting it together. We are going to take our first commercial break, and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about your life. The first segment we were talking about the first day of school, and I love how well, I, I love how this comes together. It's just so much fun for me. I love how well this second book plays into the concept of that first one from a story that this author had and always dreamt of as a child, and now how that becomes kind of the underpinning for then be able to create a book now in adulthood and still use that powerful imagery from childhood to be able to live right here, right now, the powerful person that she is, to live her life the best that she can today. It's such such fun, so amazing when, uh, when books come together this well and to see the synergy between them. That's one of the joys of my life. I hope you're enjoying your life, that you're living and you're thriving. And that as we share this next author with you, that you will see things that you too can celebrate from your past in your life. With that, let's jump back into our next author. Join me in welcoming Erica Applerose. Hey, Erica, how are you doing today? Hi, Steve. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. I show up everywhere in the world, sort of. I'm from Sweden. I work at the University of Lund as a, an associate professor in philosophy of religion. But I live most of the year in Madeira, a Portuguese island in the Atlantic. And I work as a coach. I'm a published writer and I'm a lifelong learner. I do lots of things to experience life to the fullest. Well, that's me in a few words. I love that. For those of you that have not looked up Madeira, 
Oh my gosh, this place is so beautiful. Now I have to, one of the first questions I may have for you is, um, you know, the picture of you on the boat that's part of the cover, is that there in Madeira? Is that where that picture was taken out? Yes, yes. I'm on a dolphin safari and uh, it was, it's great. Oh, you've got, so you've got whales and dolphins and, and everything here. It's a, it's a very good climate and the sea is, you can swim in it all year round. It's, it's lovely. Yes. Mm. The book is called Growing My Blueberries in Africa, How I mm. Started Living for Me and How You Can Start Living for You Now. So I'd love to hear the story about growing your blueberries in Africa. Well, it's, it's a kind of a strange title for a book, so I, I quite understand that you want to hear the story behind it. Um, I grew up a few years in my childhood. I lived in, in Africa, in Kenya, in East Africa, and I always, always wanted to go back there, even when we went home to Sweden, because, you know, my family stopped working there and I had to start school in Sweden. But I always wanted to go back. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to go back to grow blueberries, which is weird because blueberries, they don't grow in Africa. As far as I know, they need a, a, a cooler climate. But I was, I, I, I was sitting in my bed in Sweden, looking through, leafing through these um, brochures about different species of blueberry plants and imagining how I would go back and, and plant my blueberries. So that was a childhood dream. And what I'm... I'm, I'm I'm passionate about fulfilling or, or pursuing your dreams, your, your, your dreams of your life. And uh, I don't live in Africa, but I do live in Madeira, where banana plants grow, as they did in Africa. I don't grow blueberries, but imagine on Madeira, they grow, you, you can actually pick blueberries. And they grow not on these little, little bushes, little plants, but in or trees. I mean, they're not trees. They might might not even be worshipped, but they are higher than me. You could pick actual blueberries from them. So, so sometimes your dreams come true in a in a way you never imagined them to come true. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't think of you know blueberry tree bushes, whatever. You... <laughs> no, you don't. I never knew they existed until I came here. That's cool. So how did you learn to start living for you? Oh, that's a long story. As so many other women, I've spent most of my life living, living the expectations of, of others. Could be family, society, work, friends, anyone really, but anyone but my own needs. And uh, sometime after a few years, after many years, I'm 58 now, it starts to take the a toll of your body, your psyche and everything. And I, I felt that my body, I got sick and I got depressed. And I finally realized I had to, I had to start living my own life and, and seeing to my own needs, saying no to things and uh, see what, what, what is it that I want. And that does not equal being selfish or, 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 trampling other people's wishes it's, it's simply like when what they say in the air, air the safety regulations when you when you go on the on an air flight if the oxygen if the oxygen lowers the, the these oxygen things drop from the ceiling and you should first put it on your own mask before helping others children and such beside you because if you're not alive yourself how can you help others so that's my realization I need to be alive myself. I need to be happy to have something to provide, to have something to give to other people, which is what I want to do. So that was a realization to start to say no and to dare to do it, to conquer that fear. Yeah. So you decided you were going to start saying no. Um, do you remember the first time you actually stood up for yourself like that? No, I don't. Sorry. Okay. No, that's good. It's good that you've done it well enough now that it's not, you know, like, I still remember that I'm still scared thinking about it. No, I, don't, I don't remember that. But I do remember 
that it was a big step for me to take time off work to 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 do to try to to become a writer instead or or on the side that was a big step and that meant saying no to that meant saying saying no not the least to my own perfectionist tendencies say that okay they they cannot manage without me <laughs> yeah, i'm needed but of course you're not needed that much at work you're always replaceable so i took that step and and uh, took time off and and wrote a few short stories that became published and that was in swedish so you can't read them unfortunately or fortunately i don't know <laughs> or maybe you just need to learn swedish and read them <laughs> right that's for a good purpose then Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, there so, go. what is what is the biggest thing that stands in people's way from, uh, you know, from really living their life for themselves in a in a healthy way? Of course, it depends on the kind of person you are, the kind of personality you have. But if I look at people kind of like me, I think, and many people share this this problem i think it's fear of letting other people down fear of disappointing people fear of saying no and and that that might make other people angry at you or disappointed at you or rejecting you people pleasing within that area sort of that makes total sense absolutely so somebody who's never done that and and you know what it's like to be that person who's just you know living your life for everybody else instead of yourself how can they take that very first just little baby step and start learning how to live for themselves now well by doing just that take baby steps and of course it's it's a lifelong process it's not that like i did one thing and now everything is perfect. Of course not. It's, it's, it's a lifelong journey to always consider what is the best choice in the situation. To be true to myself and not be true to my life. So what you could do if you're at the very beginning of that journey, try something that is not too threatening. I mean, say no to or decide on what to have for for food at the restaurant if you don't some people i know i was like that i would just ask someone else what what are you having or if you want to see a a film on the movie what do you want what do you want to see but take take charge yourself and and go for what you want suggest something that might seem a very very small thing but for some people that might be very scary without having the support of leaning leaning into what someone else wants just to stand on your own wish to to hone in on it and find it maybe could that could be difficult if you're not used to it what what do i want if nobody else wants anything what do i want so try with those very small things and you will build up the uh what cause a, 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 a sense of knowledge self-knowledge what is important for you what your values are what you like what you don't like and that will make it easier for you to to stand up for your for your choices and for your values. Mm, yeah, I like that a lot. So, do you do you work with people at all that would like to learn how to be able to do this process themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work as a life coach, so I I do have online courses on how to make the decisions that will take you where you want to go. Because everything is life in life is about choosing choosing what to do, choosing what not to do to get you where you want to, want to be. And I also do coaching, one-on-one coaching to help people to, to, find, to find what they want and make the decisions that would take them where they want to be in life. Hmm. So uh, if a person wanted to work with you, what, you know, what kind of people do you like to, to work with? Um, I, I like to work with I work with men and women. I work with younger and older. But what I'm especially passionate about is women, say, 50, around 50, 50 plus, 45, 50 plus, uh, that's come to the stage in life where if you had any children, maybe they 
left the nest, if you're working, maybe you've reached the glass ceiling or, or it's you, you just reach wherever you want to be. If you have a partner, that partner may not be the meaning of your life any longer, even though you're still together. Uh, your body starts to fail you. I mean, you know, I'm not crippled, but I, I know that my body, that when I was younger, it just kept on working. Now it needs serious maintenance just to stay level, uh, not to mention me becoming any stronger. So, and that's when you start to realize that, but where I did, ask yourself the question that surely there must be more to life than this. Uh, what's, what, what's, what's there to fill the gaps? What's left? Is this, is this all there is to it? And I don't think it is. Life, is. life is too short to give up already now. So that's where you want to reconnect to your, your dreams or invent them. If you didn't, everyone has had dreams. But you can, you can always invent new dreams and your purpose. Find a purpose and live a meaningful life because life is still very, very long if you don't die tomorrow, but we can always we can all die tomorrow. We we don't know that, but if we don't die tomorrow, <laughs> I still have a long life in front of me, even though even though I'm fifty plus. So so that's my preferred, if I say so, group of people to help. Absolutely. And how could they uh, how can they get in contact with you? Um, I think the easiest thing is to go to my webpage which is called appelrosecoaching.com, A-P-P-E-L-R-O-S, coaching.com. And there, there's a contact form and, and everything you need to, to get in contact with me. Perfect. I love that. So give us, um, give us some words of encouragement of how we can start living for us now. Okay, start living for you now. I would say start journaling. Start journaling and, and write something every day to find who am I? Write, some, write about some childhood memories. Write about your favorite food. Write about what you want to do when you're your next birthday, or whatever dreams you have. And from those journal entries, you will, after a while, find, and you could write about that too then. So what are the unifying values in this? What do I, what do I value the most? Is, does, it, does, it, does it center around social activities? Does it center around finding peace of mind? Does it center about you know, making a difference in the world. So that's one thing you can do to start journal. That's a very simple thing. Everyone, everyone can take a, a pen and a paper and, and, and write something, I think, or a computer and jot something down. And start saying yes to your, to your wishes. Start saying yes to what you want. Mm, I love that. The book is called Growing My Blueberries in Africa, How I Started Living for Me and How You Can Start Living for You Now. Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's actually available today for free if you're listening live. I did put the uh, link to that in the comments. Erica, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Okay, thank you for having me. It's great. What are your blueberries and where do they grow? And how do you celebrate all the moments of your past today in your life? What are the things from your past that are now wonderful, empowering memories in your today, in your presence? I really believe that you can live today as a thriving entrepreneur in exactly who you are, where you are, while it's called today. I invite you to join in with me, even as we listen to this next commercial, to live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about life. Your life, how amazing, how powerful it is, how you can celebrate all of the moments of your life, all of the things from your past and everything in and while it's called today. And we would be remiss when we're talking about the amazing parts of your life if we didn't talk, of course, about love. And I'm so excited that we get to be able to talk with this author of this last book. And we can celebrate life in that way, too. We can talk about being a thriving entrepreneur and about love. Because at the end of the day, isn't that one of the keystones, one of the most important parts of our life is love. So with that, let's jump into our next interview. Join me in welcoming Carisha Topping. Hey, Carisha, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. It's so happy to be here another day. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Okay, so I was born on the beautiful island of Jamaica, you know, um, in the eight, late 80s. And I migrated here in 96 to Florida. And Florida has been my home ever since. So over 20 years I've been here. Great. And your book is called No Ordinary Love. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write the book. Oh, what inspired me was love. <laughs> you know, people need to hear more love stories, honestly. Um, I met my wonderful husband um, at age 11 on my first trip back home after migrating to the USA. And we fell in love at, you know, 11 years old. And, you know, my parents, they didn't think it was a good idea for two kids to be in love. And we got separated until we were 18. And by that time, we kind of, you know, not sure where it was going, you know, so many years apart. But God brought us back in each other's lives. And we've been happily married for 12 years with two beautiful children. That's so awesome. And, so um, you just that process, Pardon me? I was just going to say, so you just wrote the book about your love story. My love story. It's a Caribbean romance. <laughs> did you do it as a, uh, you know, just kind of a biography or is it fictionalized or how did you write it? Yeah, it's, you know, kind of both. I went, you know, started from our childhood and then I went a little bit into, you know, some of the you know, things we experienced while we were married. We had a few hardship with illnesses and financial, and I wanted people to learn something from it that, you know, even though you can be in love and everything is going fine, you know, there's a few bumps on the road. So there's a few life lessons learned in the book that I hope will motivate and inspire someone. What do people need to know uh, to know how to be able to find love in their own life? You know, it, I wasn't even searching, Steve, to be honest with you. You know, it kind of just happened in my life. But for someone, I would say, you know, if you have faith, believe and pray for that partner, you know, you just never know where you might meet that someone, you know. And I believe love is for everyone. It doesn't matter your age, your color, you know, um, your race. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, Love is a beautiful thing, and I hope and my prayer is that everyone experiences it in their lifetime. 
Mm, absolutely. So you mentioned going through some stuff. What did you learn about how to make love last? I mean, you've been married for 12 years and you have kids and how do you make it work? It's still a work in process, you know, um, just like with everything in life, you got to put work and time into it, you know, during the rough patches, you know, I shared in my book, you know, during that period, it was kind of rough, you know, we were actually, believe it or not, thinking about divorce at one point, it was so bad, but, you know, um, we fought through it and we're still fighting through it. As I told you, it's a process, but you, you just can't give up. You can't just throw in the towel. You know, you have to um, believe, have faith that things are going to get better. And it will. And it did for me. What is the biggest thing you say you've learned um, in the process of writing the book about being in love? You know, um, it's just, beautiful that's the only word I could describe it you know the journey it took to be to where we are right now um it, as I said it, it wasn't a smooth you know people think I, I thought it was my love story was going to be like a Cinderella fairy tale type you know where you fall in love you ride on your horse and every, it was happily ever after but unfortunately sometimes life is not always like that <laughs> so that's pretty much what I learned you know but we still make it work if you could go back and give advice, I mean, probably not to the 11 year old because you didn't have a lot of control then, but to the 18 year old version of yourself, what thing have you learned over the course of the last 12 years that you wish you would have known at the very beginning? Uh, trust your instinct. You know, um, a lot of people were telling me, you know, you know, you're too young to be in love, you know, try to date and find someone else. And, you know, and I, I just knew what I knew and I didn't take people word for it. Maybe if I did took their advice, I would have had a totally different love story than the one I have right now. But this is where I am. So trust my instinct. What would you say is the most important part on a daily basis that you need to do to make your marriage work? Ah, uh, communication, you know, you got to be on the same page in life. Um, communication, work at it. Um, for me, I'm a woman of faith, so I put prayer in it also. And, you know, spend time together, you know, um, work together. It's a team. Marriage is a team. And I always say you're in it for the long term, in it to win it, <laughs> not just a five year or 10 year, but a lifetime for me personally. And the subtitle of the book, so it's No Ordinary Love, My Journey from Puppy Love to Extraordinary Love. Um, give us some definitions. What's the difference between puppy love and extraordinary love? Oh, puppy love, you know, it's like, you know, it's a kitty thing, you know, it's a fantasy, you know, as I explained earlier, you know, when I met my husband, it was just, you know, kids being kids, I had no idea it would last for over 20 years. Um, you know, as kids, we didn't know what love is, or we thought we did, but you really don't until you experience real life, real situation children all that then you know you're you know the test of love so there's a whole big difference between puppy love and an extraordinary love it's a two different journey so for the person who is madly in love right now with that person that they just married what is the thing they can do to help them turn it from that gushy romantic love into extraordinary love spend quality time together get to know each other more you know even after 20 years I'm still getting to know my husband you know um it's still a learning process so communicate go on dates love on each other you know even if you have children you know spend time by yourself as a couple that helps a lot <laughs> keep the fire burning in a sense you know and keep it um going not just for one year but keep the flames burning so to speak 
What do you do when he really annoys you? Oh, that happens, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, but you, you just, sometimes you have to walk away so it doesn't end up in a fight or argue, you know, and just pull out the best in each other. Marriage is not perfect, and that's what I thought as a kid. But no, it's two different individuals coming together and two different personalities, two different backgrounds, so, you know, you have to make it work. I don't always, you know, get, you know, like the things my husband do. I might get on his nerve, but you still somehow make it work. That's awesome. You talk a lot in the book about Christianity and about God and about being a strong Christian marriage. How important is having God at the center of your relationship? It's one of the most important thing, in my opinion, Steve. You know, I believe if I didn't have faith in God, there were so many times, as I told you, my marriage would have failed. You know, even as a kid, the relationship would have never blossomed to where, where it is right now because we got so many tests in between those periods. And even during our marriage, we have so many tests. So, yeah. <laughs> Faith is a center, you know, that kept me going, praying, praying for each other, you know, during the good times, the bad times, the happy, the sad, you know, um, in marriage, there's ups and downs, you know, it's not always the ups, high and lows, and in one of my chapter, I wrote about, um, for better or worse, you know, people in the marriage vow, they always you know, think better or worse, sickness or health. But sometimes in my mind, I thought for better or better or health or healthier, you never see the other side of it. But unfortunately, sometimes in marriage, you face both. Mm, for sure. So for a person who wants to go beyond the book with you, um, what's your intention? Do you do marriage counseling or how do you help a person just beyond the book? Okay, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned marriage counseling. Who knows, maybe the Lord have that in for my life in the future. But for now, I just started a YouTube channel, you know, speaking about marriage and hopefully encouraging people, the youths, you know, about marriage also. And it's called Heart to Heart Talk, you know, heart, the number two, talk, um, heart again talk and hopefully you know they can watch me on there and reach out to me and um, I'm also working on a website so I'll be um, I'm going to be an international speaker so they could reach out to me I'll, you know there also so yeah hmm. all right so let's uh let's leave the person the people that are listening, something they can take action on right now today. What is the best thing a person can do for their marriage today? The best thing they could do is love each other unconditionally, you know, not just um, when things are going well, but during the, you know, the tough side also. And, um, you know, love each other, you know, love, you know, as the Bible say, covers so many things, you know love so you know um just be happy you know with each other it, you know marriage is a beautiful gift from god love on each other um life is short so you know don't take don't, don't sweat the small stuff you know sometimes the small stuff is what leads to the bigger issues in marriage so just don't sweat the small things work at it the book is called No Ordinary Love, My Journey from Puppy Love to Extraordinary Love by Krisha Topping. Krisha, thanks so much for spending some time with me here on the show today. Okay, thank you so much, Steve, for having me. Life and love, they so go hand in hand together, don't they? And when we can find that extremely important love for us, oh, there's nothing better. I hope each of you has somebody with you right now that you can just experience the simple feeling of the hug that only the one can give to you. And if you're in that space in your life right now where there isn't one, that the dream of that will carry you through and that the life that you now live is leading you 
to that one so that you two can both experience life together. There's nothing quite like love, is there? I don't know about you, but I love love. It's such an amazing book. In our life, there are so many things that can be celebrated. You know, when we think about love uh, and, you know, in somebody that we're really in an intense, intimate relationship with, there are times when we disagree, times when it's even awful. And yet, even in those times, we can see and have life. And when we look back across the span of our time with the one that we love, we, in a healthy relationship, hopefully, don't look back at all of the times we disagreed or how they still squeeze the tube of toothpaste from the bottom and you squeeze it in the middle or vice versa or you know, which way is the roll of toilet paper supposed to go on the thing. But we look back and we see life, our life together, and the joy and the love that we have together with that. That's why I was so grateful to have this as a last book and a last author to bring to you today is because I want you to experience love in your life so that each piece of your life you can celebrate from those earliest childhood memories to the things that you now as a grown-up look back on and the things you both see that were so important and the things that you now know. Oh, if only. I was saying in a Facebook Live the other day, and I'm not sure that I said it real clearly because it was pretty late when I was doing it. It was, you know, like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, but what I meant by it was as I look back when my children were young and the things that were so important, you know, that just had to be this way because after all, that's the right way to be a good parent. And, and I look back on those things now and I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have just hugged those babies more, had less judgment and more love for them. I don't look back on any moment or anything and say, you know, I should have corrected them more sternly for that. But rather, I just look back with love I love the life that I've had, and I look forward to the life that's in front of me. And I hope you have that too. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. I want you to know that your life is amazing. It's powerful. It does make a difference. It's meant to make a difference in people's lives. And the more that you maximize while it's called today, you share your life, your you, with the world. You make such an amazingly great difference in this world. There is no one like you, and we need you to show up as exactly who you are, living the life and celebrating you in each day of life as you are a thriving entrepreneur. I hope that today in your life, you are happy, safe, warm, and loved. That you know how incredibly important and special your life is. And that you thrive in all that you do. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Until we're together again next time, live your life to the fullest. Maximize while it's called today. And thrive. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve, 
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.